God. If you will, open your copy of the Scripture to the book of Luke, chapter 5. Luke, chapter 5 this morning. Parade Magazine had an article last year about resolutions. And I wonder how often we keep resolutions, promises that we make as a new year begins. I don't know that they're bad. I don't know that they're good if we don't keep them. Uh, Certainly they have no benefit. But in that article, it's pretty obvious what most people believe is the number one thing that we should resolve to do in the coming year. And that would be health, lose weight, eat better, exercise. Those, that ranks number one of resolutions and the best thing. But on down the list in um, that one as well as many other lists of resolutions, there's some form of a resolution or a commitment to doing better spiritually in the coming year. I don't know if that's a resolution you have considered, is that in 2021 you'll do better spiritually. I don't know what that means in everyone's mind. For some of us, it might involve more reading the Bible, more prayer, more witnessing, different avenues, more church attendance, and such. In the coming year. And I don't condemn resolution making, but I want to challenge you this morning to something greater than putting a patch over the old year and looking to the new year. Luke chapter 5 is an interesting chapter as the Lord Jesus several things that take place as he's encountered in that fifth chapter as he heals, as he celebrates, as he saves and as those who are saved then celebrate. Then he teaches with a parable. Luke chapter 5, beginning at verse 33, Jesus is asked a question. Look at that question and how he answers and then the teaching. Then they said to him, Why do the disciples of John fast often and make prayers, and likewise those of the Pharisees, but yours, your disciples, eat and drink? Jesus said to them, Can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. Then they will fast in those days. Then he spoke a parable to them. No one puts a piece from a new garment on an old one. Otherwise, the new makes a tear. And also the piece that was taken out of the new does not match the old. No one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine will burst the wineskins and be spilled, and the wineskins will be ruined. But the new wine must be put into new wineskins, and both are preserved. And no one, having drunk old wine, immediately desires new, for he says, the old is better. Let's pray and ask God to 
Give us understanding of His Word. Come. Father, thank you for the Scripture. Thank you that we can read it. And Lord, we desire to know it. We desire to understand it. We desire as Your children to know Christ better through Your Word. Not looking to the sky or looking to... For signs to tell us what Jesus is like, but let us look into your word. Let us hear as he taught. We might find direction for the new year, direction for the new day that is before us. Thank you for Jesus, our Savior, our Lord. Thank you that he paid for all of our sin no on the cross of Calvary. And in him we have new life. I pray for one who may be listening today that has never believed upon Jesus, has never trusted him as their Savior, him alone. I pray that they would see their sin and that they are separated from you, holy God, because of their sin. And they will see in Jesus a Savior, the one who paid the penalty for all our sin when He died on the cross and was buried and raised the third day. It's my prayer that today they would trust in Him. They would rely upon what Jesus did in His death and burial. And we thank You, Father, that there is a resurrection, that Jesus was raised from the dead victoriously over Death, the Thank grave, our sin. Our sin on the cross of and as our substitute, the price has been paid. New life. The penalty has been remitted. Today, we are reconciled to you, Almighty Jesus, God, never through the work of Jesus alone. As their Savior, him alone. I pray that many would believe that, that, that many would, would trust in sin. Christ today. I pray that we who do trust in Him would be strengthened. And they and that we would pledge ourselves to greater Savior, joy. The one who paid the penalty for all our for we know in your presence there is joy everlasting forevermore. Father, we give you thanks for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Jesus did in, his death and burial. in the text and that we we've read, what we see Jesus before us is the Lord Jesus once again being victoriously over in accosted by the Pharisees as they had taught and practiced and demonstrated fasting. And it bothered them what they had seen. If you back up in the fifth chapter, what you see taking place is that Jesus is cleansing a leper and that Jesus is forgiving uh, the, the one that was paralyzed. Remember that? They let him down. The friends of the paralytic let him down through the roof where Jesus was in the house teaching and Jesus healed him and he pronounced his sins forgiven. This irritated the scribes and the Pharisees. And I guess at that moment they even began to look for criticisms of Jesus and what they could do. But on top of that, Jesus saved a rascally old tax collector named Levi or Matthew. Matthew was so joyous over salvation. That's something the Pharisees hadn't seen a whole lot of. Joy. And excitement regarding religion. Because you see, that wasn't what the Pharisees did. No, they, they lived a life of piety and a life of sadness resulted from always striving but never achieving. Matthew threw a party and results 
to in response to being saved by the Lord Jesus Christ and called to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. These old sad Sadducees and sad Pharisees noticed at the party that Jesus is disciples, Jesus is followers. They weren't fasting, but they were celebrating. They were they were enjoying a party. Rascally old tax collector. So they began to ask some questions. And they yoked themselves up. The strangest of bedfellows for them. They saw the disciples of John the Baptist. The followers of John the Baptist. They did fast. I don't know if some of them were present at the party or what, but they noticed that they were there and so they, they yoked themselves up. They joined up with the disciples of John the Baptist and they invoked them in their question. Why do they, John the Baptist disciples, fast and our disciples fast? Look at your celebrating. These old sad. Sadducees and sad They're not fasting. Pharisees. And so Notice Jesus makes a response Jesus to that. Disciples. Jesus gives an answer to it. Why are they, your disciples, so happy? In the Psalms, in Psalm 16 and verse 11, is a, the ending verse of that 16th Psalm, a wonderful passage of Scripture that should direct you, and I pray directs me in this coming year. There's been a lot happened in 2020, but the Lord didn't forsake us in all of that. And there was no reason why we should not have had joy in the midst of 2020. Psalm 16 and verse 11 says that in thy presence there is joy forevermore. Does that guide you? Is that your life? What I want to set before you this morning as we look at this text is the opportunity for you and for me to experience that in the day ahead. Not to live the life that the Pharisees lived and to think that somehow or another an outward religious act should define you. See, that's the, I guess the crux of what we see here is what defined the followers of Jesus was not piety and outward religious acts, but rather joy. In the presence of Jesus, in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. At His right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Is that your your plan? For the Pharisees who did not know God, being in the presence of Jesus wasn't joy, it was agony. That may be where you are this morning. You may be saying, it's, it's agonizing to get up and go to church. It's agonizing to get up and open God's Word and to seek Jesus. It's agonizing to live the Christian life. Well, then you have something in common with the Pharisees. As Jesus deals uh, with this encounter, what's He dealing with? He's dealing with parties, patches, and wineskins. Parties, patches, and wineskins. I want to consider those this morning. And, and I want to consider how we can experience Psalm 16, verse 11. 
There are pleasures. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures. For the Pharisees who did not know God, being in the presence of Jesus. What did Jesus Jesus say? How did he respond? Let's look first at the party. Or the parties that are being considered, verses 33 to 35. You may be saying it's, They've asked it's the Lord the question, why are your followers happy? Why aren't they fasting? They're eating Jesus. and drinking. They'd already been accused of, uh, earlier with, with uh, associating with sinners. Why are they doing what they're doing? And so Jesus responds this way. Can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? He invokes the... Metaphor of a wedding. And he himself, the Lord Jesus, is the bridegroom. And those whom he saves, those whom he calls, they're his bride. Wouldn't it be something to go to a wedding and see the bride all solemn and and just, just, you know, whited faced because of not eating and, 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 and face sunken in because... She's fasting asked the Lord the question, and refusing to have any joy. Happy. What would you think about fasting? that marriage? They're eating and drinking. They'd already been accused. Think of, about your uh, expression with, as a Christian, uh, associating with as sinners. the bride. Why are they doing what they're the doing? So Jesus responds. Is it that of joy, or is it that of a sunken-in face and a whited face? Fast. The, the disciples of John and the disciples of Pharisees, they were at odds about most things, but now they had something in common that they fasted. Himself, the Lord Jesus, John's disciples fasted evidently because they thought it would be proof of repentance. Those saves, those the Pharisees call, fasted because it was considered a part of their religion and that they had to show their piety. And what we see Why here is the disciples of Jesus of didn't not fast eating and, 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 and at all. Sunken in Just as an aside or a fasting. by the way, the and, Bible and does not command you nor I to fast. What would you think about that it's a marriage? good spiritual discipline to it's seek the Lord. As a Christian, it may have its health benefits and such, the but it wasn't designed by our Lord or embraced by our Lord as a ritual designed for others to see. It was not ever designed to be a display, but rather to be a discipline to draw us closer to the Lord. So we consider the, the party. Can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom religion. is with, with them? No, they're they joyous. They're celebrating. They're but, Jesus says, the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken Jesus away from them. Then they will fast in those days. Just as it's coming a day when it would way, be appropriate. Some would argue that that's now. Some I others would not. But what Jesus is showing is the contrast between the joy and the absence of joy. As we think about the party, let me give you what I think is a lesson for greater joy in 2021. You want to experience Psalm 16 verse 11 in 2021? In His presence there is joy forever, fullness of joy. Then stop trying to impress others with your show. Can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with? We 
should stop joyous. trying to impress. I'm not saying stop trying to be disciplined. I'm not saying stop trying to, 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 to do things that make you more determined to follow Jesus. But I'm saying if you're doing them for a show, if you're doing them to attract others to yourself, that's what the Pharisees did as they, they would whiten their faces and, and they would suck in their cheeks, I guess, to give the appearance that they were fasting. A few years ago, Brother Steve McAnally and I were in Israel on, on that uh, tour and uh, we saw some Orthodox Hasidic Jews, the long um, locks and everything, and, and, and on, uh, they were praying and rocking back and forth and doing all of the, the outward we signs, wearing the phylacteries, the, the, uh, the little leather boxes that had scripture inside them. All for a show. I'm not saying stop trying what to did Jesus do, say about do, prayer? Do when you pray, go where? That make you more determined to follow Jesus. If you want greater joy in 2021, joy, find it in the presence of Jesus. You will not find it in the outward display of showy religious things. And, and they would Jesus didn't condemn their fasting. You don't find that here. But he says, simply, there's joy in the presence of the bridegroom. Do you know that this morning? Are you experiencing that in your own life? Joy in the presence of Jesus? He's the bridegroom. You're the bride. Fasting does not impress God. It does not persuade God. Fasting isn't for God, it's for you. It, 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 if it's used as a merit to seek something from God, then it's wrong. If it's used in a way to, uh, to discipline yourself and to seek God's face, then it's right. If you want greater joy in 2021, the Lord of glory has come. And rejoice in His presence. That's the message. But then Jesus turns Jesus to his favorite teaching device, the use of parables. You don't find that Jesus, but he says, this is the first of 24 parables in Luke's in gospel. It's a good study sometimes to go through all the parables of Luke's gospel. Are you this is the first one found in Luke's gospel. Don't know this is the first parable the that he told chronologically, but it's the first the one in Luke's gospel. And so he teaches them why to use parables. He used parables because he wanted those who had an ear to hear to hear. And what is a parable? Well, it's a, many have said it this way. It's a earthly story with a heavenly meaning. When we read a parable, we don't look for multiple lessons. We look for one basic point. Everything in the parable doesn't necessarily fit some object. That's the message. But then okay, Jesus so turns let's look at the parable of what? The patches the and the wineskin too. Jesus, but first the patches. This is the first of 24 Verse 36, then he spoke a parable to them. No one puts a piece from a new garment on an old one. This is the first one. What's he talking about? He's talking about a patch. No one patches an old, a hole in an old garment with a piece of cloth, new cloth, he used parables because he wanted those who had an ear to hear. Otherwise, the new makes a tear. And, 
What is we got all of these clothes that are and claws that are that are synthetic and pre-shrunk and and all of that. I don't know. I know how clothes shrink. They go in my closet. (laughs) That's the way my clothes shrink. But we've got all of these magic uh, claws today, and so this may seem outdated to us. But but when they would patch something, you couldn't put new cloth on old shrunken cloths. And the wineskin. So Jesus says, the, first, the, the new makes a tear. Verse you put the new on that old cloth, then as no the new shrinks, a piece it tears. From a new it ruins the new. What's, he talking about? He's What's talking Jesus about saying? No one what is the, the, the message old, here? Simply this, that Jesus with did a piece not of cloth, come to patch cloth, up the old covenant. Tells why. Otherwise, the new makes Jesus didn't come to make better Judaism, the old covenant, the keeping of the law, the observing of the law. Bring that into today's language and situation. A lot of people that are living patch, but when they would patch something. They're looking for patches to put over the holes when what they need is a new garment altogether. So Jesus says, not patchwork religion, but new. Jesus alone can provide that. What are some patches that we use today? And maybe you've filled out your list of resolutions for 2021. And I don't want to discourage you to not do any of these things. But if your motive behind them is for this to be patchwork religion. Jesus didn't come to make better Judaism. Some have taken church attendance as patchwork. Now, I think church attendance is a, is a now, wonderful, wonderful discipline. And I encourage it. There's some of you that are watching that could be here. You go everywhere else and you're not afraid of the virus, but on Sunday morning, you're They're afraid of the virus. They're looking for patches to put over the holes. But there are some that are using church attendance as a patch. Not patch God, I'm going to church this week. I expect a better week. Jesus alone. God, I'm, I'm faithful in church. That ought to merit me in your presence to be a good person. And therefore, I'm, I'm saved, I'm redeemed. No, you can't take the, 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 new, the old cloth and put the new on it without it messing up, ruining the old. Jesus didn't come to patch up your life. I know sometimes our terminology, our vernacular, we don't know how to say the right words or we say the wrong phrases and we mean the right thing. But listen to me. Jesus came to redeem you. He came to transform you, not reform you. There are some that are using He came not to patch up the old covenant, but to replace it. That's why it's called the new I expect a better week. The old, what was it God, to do? I'm, I'm faithful it was to point church. us to the new. All of the acts of the Old Testament, all of the altars, all of the feasts, all of that had one major goal, and it was to point to the Messiah, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Some have the patch of Bible reading. 
giving and offering, being good. May I suggest to you that that's as old as Adam and Eve. In the Garden of Eden, how did they think they could clothe themselves? With patches of leaves. Fig leaf. That's all fig leaf religion is. It's patchwork. Trying to cover. It's only by the shedding of blood. It's only through the, re- the, old, the, the, the substitutionary the death of Jesus Christ that you and I can be all transformed. The acts of the Old he Testament gives all us something altars, new. So what's, what's our lesson feasts, for joy in 2021? Well, goal, stop patching up to, the to think that that'll make you right to the Lord with Jesus. Christ. Learn to love Him. You say, well, preacher, explain to me then why do I come to church if it's not patching up? You come because you love Jesus. You come because you want to encounter Him and His Word. You come not to get brownie points with God or a gold star. You come because you love Him. And you don't want to disobey what He says in His Word. That's all fig leaf religion is. It's Parties. Patches. And then wineskins. Verse thirty. Uh, seven. Now he's continuing. He's, he's using, I think it's one parable with two objects or two metaphors within the parables. I think they both have the same basic meaning, but let's go. Verse 37. No one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine will burst the wineskins and be spilled, and the wineskins will be ruined. We may not be able to embrace this, this metaphor of wineskins because what do we, if we want to store something liquid, where do we go? We take it over to a bottle or a jug. And, and we you come put it in that. In Jesus' day, the, the method of storing was often the skin of a dead animal. You Thankfully, he was dead. They would, they would clean that skin and they would dry that skin. It would be new, but it wouldn't be finished. Goat skin was the number one skin for uh, making wine skin bottles. And they weren't just little side pockets like we might have seen, you know, in some movie somewhere. They were large, large size of a goat. I think they both have the same basic meaning. After they'd cleaned it, no one puts new wine into old skins. They disemboweled it. They degutted it. They got it all emptied out and everything. Scraped it clean. Then sewed it together so that the neck formed the top of the bottle. And they would fill it. A new skin with new wine. Now, if you use an old skin and you put new wine in it or new fruit of the vine, what's going to happen? It's going to ferment. They would, they I would don't clean know that, that skin and they would this was intoxicating. Well, if it's fermented, probably in a, it, abuse. It Goat wasn't in intoxicating was liquid. For, uh, uh, we don't, don't use this bottles. as an excuse to be able to drink alcohol or to think that it, that's what God wants you to do by any means. Obviously, they didn't have pure water. We might even question the purity of, of drinking uh, fermented grape juice out of a goat skin. But anyway... If you put it in a old, put new wine yet to be fermented, new fruit of the vine, grape juice, into the old wine skin, when it did expand, it would tear, it would burst, you'd lose all of the juice or the wine. 
as it fermented. Now, if Jesus is saying what you do is you pour new wine into a new fruit of the vine. What's going to happen? It's going to ferment. I don't know that the new wine here has been debated. What what is the new wine? I think it's the new life or the the gospel. It's it's what Jesus brings to save. It's not the old life that needs to be patched up. It's a new life. So you pour new wine into new wineskin. Some have taken the other meaning that the old is better, and so you always use an old wineskin. Then where would you put the new wine? Um, but anyway, Christ came. You think about it. it the old a, cannot oh, be blended with the new. Christ came to make us new, to make us a fit vessel for the Holy expand, Spirit. It would tear, it would burst, you'd lose that begins with a new birth for the wine. that results in a new man and a new life in Christ. What you do is you pour new wine. 2021, what do you need? Well, wine skin. Lesson for greater joy is pour in the new wine of Christ's Spirit into the new life that He gives. How are you going to get the Spirit, uh, the new wine? You say, get it. You got all of Him when you believe. But if you want to be controlled by the Spirit, get into the Scripture, into the Word of God. You see, the world hates change. So they were going to use the old skin. Jesus said you need new. Christ for what came. I believe. Think about it. The old cannot be blended with parties, patches, came and wineskins. Jesus is teaching a simple lesson that there the is Holy Spirit. fullness of joy that in His presence. Are you trying to in a new use religious in acts, in Christ. piety, what do you to bring uh, others to think you're joys. spiritual? That's not the key to joy. Are you trying to patch up the old? That's not the answer. It's damned many a soul to hell that have tried patchwork religion rather than turning to Christ. Do you think somehow or another that the old is suitable for the new that Christ brings? No, He must redeem the glorious good news of Jesus Christ is that He did everything necessary to redeem you. The cross of Calvary is evidence of His love that He poured out Himself in offering for us the substitute for our sin, the atonement that we needed to be reconciled to God. We can't do it by patching up. We can't do it with the old. It comes only through the new that Christ brings. It's a new year. We're so ready to get rid of the old. Let me ask you. If you turn to the one who makes all things new, the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray with me. This morning, if you are trying to patch up your life with religious acts, is suitable for It'll the not bring that joy. No, and if you die without be. Christ, you'll spend an eternity in a devil's Christ hell. That he did Jesus Christ did everything necessary when He died on the, the cross, cross was buried, and then the Father raised Him from the dead, telling us that He was pleased with that atonement for us. As we look at these stories of parties and patches and wineskins, 
And we turn we to the one where there is tongue. fullness we of joy in his presence. Lord, I pray this morning that you would year. save. I pray this morning that you so would work in the life of, of the believers old. that have been misguided. And I pray, though, that we that know Christ, that we would live joyful lives. doesn't mean that we're always happy. doesn't mean that we always have the good things that we think we deserve. Rather, in your presence, there's fullness of joy. We seek that in 2021. We love you, Father, and thank you for Jesus. And know that he's doing a mighty work in those who believe. Jesus Christ did everything necessary when he died on the cross. He will until the day Christ returns. In Jesus' name we pray. Telling us that he was pleased with that atonement. For us. As we look at these stories of parties and patches and wineskins, and we turn to the one where there is fullness of joy in his presence. Lord, I pray this morning that you would save. I pray this morning that you would work in the life of believers that have been misguided. And I pray, though, that we that know Christ, that we would live joyful lives. Doesn't mean that we're always happy. Doesn't mean that we always have the good things that we think we deserve. Rather, in your presence, there's fullness of joy. We seek that in 2021. We love you, Father, and thank you for Jesus and know that he's doing a mighty work in those who believe. And he will until the day Christ returns. In Jesus' name we pray.